Hello and welcome to Pastor Well. I am Herschel York, Dean of the School of Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm also pastor of the Buck Run Baptist Church in Frankfurt. Pastor Well is dedicated to helping those who serve the Lord Jesus Christ in ministry be more faithful in what they do. We like to talk about interesting questions and problems that pastors uh, face. And so today I'm answering the question, what are the unique challenges that a pastor faces that maybe church members aren't aware of? Well, frankly, there are a lot of them. In fact, being a pastor presents challenges, I, I think, that are unlike any other uh, profession. You face challenges that are unique to the role of being a shepherd. Uh, for instance... A pastor faces the eternal and spiritual nature of things. You know, uh, the, the job of being a doctor is certainly very important, but frankly, the most you can do is kill somebody. If you're a pastor and you mishandle the gospel, you can condemn people for eternity by not giving them the truth, not telling them how they can be delivered from their sin. So the consequences go beyond even this life. So that's a, that's a weight that pastors feel all the time. Secondly, the pastor's role is prophetic in nature. Uh, you know, you're often called to correct the very people who pay your salary. Uh, that is a very difficult spot to be in sometimes, but people don't think about it, that uh, a pastor's prophetic role makes his job unique and, and entirely challenging. Uh, the third thing is that the pastor leads a an army of volunteers. You know, at most jobs, you have a paycheck with which to motivate someone. Well, if you don't do the job, you don't get paid. Uh, sometimes you can easily correct people. You need to change what you're doing because if you don't, you're going to get fired or you won't get paid. But man, when it comes to leading the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, you need people. You need them to volunteer their services. Correction is harder. You don't have the motivation of a paycheck. Uh, you're having to inspire and motivate even while you're training and hold people to standards of excellence. That's a very difficult and unique challenge. Uh, fourth, the pastor has an unclear identity. You go into any church and you just ask the members of that church, okay, what is the pastor's number one job? You'll get a lot of answers. There won't be one single answer that everybody agrees on. Some will say, oh, his primary job is to care for the sheep. He's to be our shepherd. Some will say, oh, his primary job is to teach us the word of God. Some will say, oh, the number one thing he needs to do is reach the lost people. Or the biggest thing he needs to do is administrate and organize the church. Of course, down deep, a lot of people think the pastor's number one job is to keep them happy, whatever that might be on any given day. But there's not universal agreement, even what his role is. And depending on the polity of the church, that, that role gets clouded even further. That's a unique challenge. You know, you go to most places, there's a, a clear job description. And even though churches may have that, there's always that line, uh, and other things as the church may desire, something like that, that makes his, his role really hard to identify. Compounding that problem is the uncertainty about church polity. For instance, uh, even in a church where you have plural plurality of elders, uh, is the lead pastor, is he the first among equals? Is he one voice out of several? 
Does he have more uh, authority? If he's the one who's standing up and holding the word and preaching the word, he certainly got the ear of the congregation more. Does he have more authority? Uh, how has that worked out? And between two churches in the same denomination, you might have two very different polities. In some Baptist churches, the deacon serve as really functional elders, and they actually have oversight of the pastor. In other churches, you have a single lead pastor who is more autocratic in his role. In other churches, you've got plurality of elders that might or might not include lay elders. Polity always clouds the issue of what is the pastor's role, what's his job, to whom does he answer, what authority does he have, uh, does staff answer to him, do volunteers answer to him, all that wrapped up in this unclear notion of polity. Number six is the, the level of involvement of the pastor's family. You know, you could be the CEO of General Motors and no one expects your wife to show up. But if you're a pastor of a local Baptist church, your church has expectations of your family. Uh, they, they are going to have to be involved on some level. Now, that's a topic for another pastor well. We'll talk about the role of the pastor's wife. But the point is the Bible does give the people in the church the right to see whether or not that pastor leads his family well. To what degree does that mean they need to be involved? And what level of involvement and expectation is there in the church? That, that makes a pastor's job very challenging and difficult. Another challenge of ministry is that the pastor is expected to be the initiative taker. In other words, uh, you know, you don't expect your doctor or your lawyer to call you to see, hey, you feeling okay? Do you have any legal needs? But you really expect your pastor to show up when you're having knee surgery or some tragedy has happened in your family. Even if maybe sometimes people don't even tell the pastor and they still have an expectation that the pastor is supposed to respond to them. He's supposed to take the initiative. You know, sometimes people will drop out of church because, I don't know, they just drop out of church. They quit coming to get out of the habit or whatever. Enough time goes by, they don't hear from the pastor. And by the way, if the pastor contacted them, they would feel embarrassed and uncomfortable. But sooner or later, they, their complaint about the church changes. It's like, well, we quit going, and the pastor didn't even contact us. Uh, that's always hard. The pastor doesn't know to what degree should he take the initiative. People expect him to. They don't always like it when he does. really makes the task difficult. Number eight is the demand for originality. I, uh, I preach and teach about three times a week at Buck Run one way or another, and usually preach or teach somewhere else during the week, uh, sometimes a whole lot between that and classes at Southern Seminary. I'm doing a lot of talking, takes a lot of preparation, a lot of study. Uh, and the thing is, is that every time people hear you, they want you to be original. I've been pastor at Buck Run for 19 years almost. And you know, every now and then, an illustration I've used before will make a repeat performance. And it never fails. Someone will say to me, well, I've heard that sermon before. Well, no, you've not heard the sermon before. You heard, you heard that illustration before. Uh, I figured it up once. And if you preach 
if you preach 50 Sundays a year uh, and then at least once a week, uh, you know, other than the Sunday morning, let's say 100 times a year you preach, it's like the equivalent of nine novels you're writing year in and year out. People should be able to forgive a little bit of repetition. But it is funny how they really do remember illustrations. And it's hard to be original uh, at the same time you're teaching these, these biblical truths. It's, it's a huge demand on a pastor. Number nine, one of the most frustrating things that a pastor faces is what I call responsibility without authority. Uh, I remember uh, in the first church I pastored, one time someone came to the church asking for help, financial help, and I we had a little cash box there I took out some cash, put in a note that I'd given cash to this person out of that box. And the next week, someone said to me, they said, uh, we saw that you you gave money to someone out of the cash box. I said, yeah, I did. I put the note in there. Well, you can't do that. Okay, I did not know that. I will not repeat that mistake again. A week later, someone came by, asked for help. I said, I'm so sorry. I, I don't have any means of helping you right now. If you come back, uh, give me some time. I can talk to our treasurer and see what I can do, but I can't help you. And then I got a phone call from a member. Said, I heard so-and-so came to you and asked for help, and you wouldn't help them. That was really frustrating, but it was the first of many times I've learned that even sometimes when I didn't have responsibility to deal with certain situations, or I didn't have authority, rather, I had the responsibility. People expected me to do it. That is always difficult for a pastor to what degree does he have authority to deal with things uh, even when he has the expectation of responsibility and then uh, number 10 simmering beneath all of the pastor's leadership is what i call friendship development difficulty you know it's hard for a pastor just to have friends in the church uh, because if he does sometimes then he's accused of playing favorites other people are jealous also, I hate to tell you this, it's one of the sort of dirty secrets of pastoral ministry. People turn on you. People get hurt and wounded for whatever reason. You have to make unpopular decisions or you didn't put them on some committee or whatever it might be. And you really feel hurt and wounded because they're hurt and wounded. It's hard for a pastor to develop friendships. And even if he does, he really still has to be on guard. You can't just say everything you think. You, you can't be unfiltered. You can't say something that you think about another church member, for instance. So this is a real challenge to love people, to walk through life with people, and yet there's a certain boundary beyond which you cannot go. Uh, it's really a difficult thing for a pastor. So these are areas where pastors need to rely on the Lord. Church members need to understand how difficult it can be for pastors to face these issues. Uh, and it's part of the wisdom that we acquire through life and learning how to just utterly trust on Christ, navigate these difficulties, find where the boundaries are, find how to deal with situations. It is a critical way to pastor well. I hope that's been a blessing to you. And uh, Lord willing, we'll see you next time on Pastor Well.